listening to the Bible 126 show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, welcome to the Birthright Conference. Uh, you can get all this good uh, digital content at birthrightconference.com. You can stream it for a year, right? I think so. And you can get the DVDs and all that stuff. So. But uh, we're Blurry Creatures. We're just a podcast. This is our first live event, Luke. The first time we've done a podcast, like in the same yeah. room. Yeah. And we, we've, we've been in the same room before. It's not yeah. the first time we've hung out. But with Tim, it is. Yeah, it is. The Tim. The Tim man. Here we go. So, uh, yeah. Um, We've had you on our show like six or seven times. I think so, yeah. yeah. So we talk a lot about Genesis 6, aliens, Bigfoot, all that good stuff. So it's cool to be here in the flesh and hang out. Thanks for having us. And thanks for coming, everyone out there. So we can kick it off. Tim, what are your thoughts on Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> no, we got we to gotta get into it. Um, but yeah, so this whole conference is about transhumanism. And that gets pretty heavy into the weeds. And aliens and UFOs. Yeah. What about transhumanism, uh, like, of all the topics, gets you the most excited, I guess, or the most interested? Well, I think, uh, and I'm going to be talking about this tomorrow, I think that the that we need to understand that we are living in a transitional generation. Our generation is transitioning. We're, we are we may be one of the last generations of humans on earth because we're heading towards a post-human paradigm, a post-human apocalypse. And obviously there are um, very significant prophetic implications to that. And um, so post-humanism is, is um, the end of humanity. And that's what transhumanism is. Transhumanism is a... It's a transition from where we are now, the human species, as still the offspring of Adam, transitioning into a post-human species, which is no longer the offspring of Adam. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to get too much into that yeah. now, because tomorrow we're going to be talking about that. And, you know, there's the, the, the implications of losing our humanity, because we are all the descendants of Adam and Eve. And it's Adam and Eve who have dominion on the earth, Adam and his offspring. And so what happens when we're no longer human? What happens when we lose the trademarks that make us human? And I think that's the real danger of post-humanism. When we talk about, you think that's a voluntary transaction, then it's not going to be something that we're going to be tricked into or accidentally hand over our DNA? No, it's going to be very much a willful transaction. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, my book I referenced, Jacob and Esau, it's, it's selling our birthright for, for a bowl of stew with the, with the promise of eternal life through technology. Do you think we're being conditioned for that right now? Like Very much so. Okay. Yeah, very much so. How do you think practically this is going to happen, Tim? I was, I was on, uh, online today, of all things, and there was a, a World Economic Forum video talking about how by 2072, 
their plan or they believe the plan is to have everybody sort of transitioned or tr which is not we're talking about transhumanism but they were talking about the terabytes in the brain and how essentially they, they can fuse the microchips and and increase the or double or triple the capacity and, and increase people's eyesight and memory recall and decision making and it's crazy because we talk about this like we talk about this a number of times with reference to your book and our episodes and and you start to see it you start to realize that this is this is not a this is not something that's far off it's it's in fact they have plans to to do it do you, do you think that this is the, how they they plan to to pitch it is that it, is is is, it, is this the the fountain of youth and and the immortality thing that, that that they're going to try to, that's how they'll play their hand on this. Yeah, because um, there's, there's a lot of things happening right now, a lot of things. And that's why, that's why in this conference I wanted to cover transhumanism, you aliens and UFOs and Bible prophecy all in the same conference because you kind of have to connect all these things together. All, all of these topics are unfolding right now. So um, we're being conditioned, as I said, we're being conditioned to, to willfully accept a post-human condition to abandon the trademarks that make us human. But at the very same time that that's happening, you have the unfolding disclosure of the alien presence, which I'll be talking about tomorrow. So there's a, there's a series of things happening right now that are unprecedented. And you know, when you think about it, we grew up, certainly we grew up in the, the last generation without the Internet. I always say this because it's, it's really amazing when you think about it. We were the last, that's right, we were the last generation to grow up without cell phones, without the Internet. And uh, so... It would have been we could we could not have imagined cell phones when we were kids and riding around on our bikes in the neighborhood. Um, now we all have cell phones, and most people can't imagine life without cell phones. Well, so we went from no cell phones, no internet, to internet, cell phones. That technology that we hold in our hands is going into our cerebral cortex. That's the next step. That technology is going to be interfaced into our brain. Um, we in the next generation. Just like it was a, a, a such a drastic transition for us to go to go from no internet, no cell phones, to suddenly this is the way our world is for the next generation. It, they're they're not going to know what it's like to live without chips in their brains and upgrades, biological upgrades, biotech upgrades. Um, Elon Musk is pouring billions of dollars into Neuralink, and that's all about interfacing with the internet through your brain. So the technology that we hold in our hands is going into our biology. And, that, and that's on several levels. I mean, even just uh, in terms of interfacing with the Internet, for sure, you will be surfing the Internet with your brain. And not that far down the line. That technology already exists and is being developed right now. But nanotechnology is being developed right now as well. So we, we're going to have, in the future, medicine is going to consist more of nanobots patrolling your vascular highway, repairing your blood cells, you know, killing cancer cells. All of, none of this is science fiction anymore. As I said, we live in a transitional generation. We are, we are witnessing the transition pre-internet to the metaverse. A time when you know, we grew up, as I said, riding our bikes around the neighborhood, playing at the playground, to a future generation who will spend the majority, live out the majority of their lives in the metaverse. They will live out the majority of their lives with, with some kind of a device strapped to their head, living in this new, um, this new real estate, and it, and it is real estate. 
Um, they're, they're, they're selling, and I don't know if everybody knows what the metaverse is. The metaverse is a, it's a new, it's basically a new digital world that you interface with through the Oculus, through through um, the new the new virtual reality software that's coming. Yeah. And they're actually selling right now real estate in the metaverse. I think that you know, like it's like buying buying a. An acre on Mars on the moon, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, the house next to Snoop Dogg's house, yeah. I think, sold for $500 million in the metaverse. Crazy. It's a digital world. And so um, and it's, hard to, it's hard to comprehend the shift that we are watching happen. And that's why this generation that's alive right now, it's very unique because we can look behind us and we can see, as I said, no internet, no cell phones. And we can look in front of us and see what's coming, which is... Interfacing through the brain. We've come a long way since Zach Morris' cell phone, right? Backpack. So Car phone. Put so it what, in your briefcase, right? But one of the one of the things we talk a lot about on our show, and there's like debate that happens a lot, is the physicality versus like a spiritual deception. So you know, you're talking about technology, and we talk about UFOs and aliens. We're talking about technology, and for some reason, a lot of Christians have a hard time with the technology side of that. They don't. They think it's all just a spiritual deception. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Because, you know, we see it in our channels all the time. People are like, no, it's just all a spiritual deception. But it's like, well, the tech's coming, and it's, they're going to offer it to us. And obviously these things are flying around in advanced technology. And that seems to be, like, not much of a debate anymore. But, yeah, what are your thoughts about that? That's a really good question because I think that the, the physical and the meta, metaphysical, the spiritual and the physical – um, the spiritual and the, and the material are two sides of the same coin. I think we have a, a false, we have a misconception that there's a spirit world and then there's a physical world. But but I think that's a false dichotomy. And I think that, that human beings are a good representation of reality. We are physical beings. We are spiritual beings inhabiting physical bodies. They go together. It's not like one is a separate thing and, you know, this is the, 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 the physical me and then there's a spiritual me. It's, it's, it's an intricate whole and it's supposed to be that way. And so what happens when you start interfacing? You know, the, the brain is very, very powerful. I was talking with Joe Allen yesterday. Um, we were talking about how powerful the brain is. People who go insane, they lose the, 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 the capacity to to distinguish between objective reality and subjective reality. And this subjective reality is being created by the subconscious of their brains. So it's like they're living in a, in a, in a, in a dream state while being awake. Mm -hmm. And people who have schizophrenia are insane will actually see things in the world that aren't there. So, so what I'm wondering is what are we unleashing when we put technology in our brains? What are, what are we unleashing when we're living in the... Uh, virtual world in the metaverse and, be, and people are going to begin to live out their lives in the metaverse and that's not I mean people will in the future there will be people who live the majority of their lives in this in this in the metaverse so so where's the where's the where's the dividing line be, between the metaverse and the metaphysical so there's 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 going to be a lot of crossover I think the the, the more technological we become to some degree, we're getting closer and closer to the metaphysical. That's quantum physics and stuff like that. And so, but you look at, you, you take quantum physics for an example, and quant we know that spooky action at a distance happens. And spooky action at a distance is what Einstein 
referred to as when you choose two particles, you can separate two particles, but they're intrinsically linked. You can put one on the moon and you can have one here on Earth. And if you make a change to the one on Earth, the particle on the moon instantly responds. So they're, they're somehow connected. And so I think when we talk about uh, the metaphysical, the spiritual, I think th there's an intrinsic connection to the physical. It's two sides of the same coin. It's in, so I think we have a false dichotomy. Again, that there's a separate spirit world and there's a separate physical world. You know, and in fact, the Bible demonstrates this because um, in, in, in 1 Colossians 15, it talks about Jesus, that all things were created through him and by him and for him. And in him, all things consist. And Paul makes a point to reference the things that are visible and the, the invisible. In him, all things consist. So the physical and the, the metaphysical, the spiritual and the physical are all consist in the, in the Son of God. In other words, and I call him the singularity. He's the source of creation. He's the Big Bang. And so um, it's all part, two sides of the same coin. Uh, talk about the connection, because I, I think these, maybe there isn't a direct correlation, but it, you have to look at what's happening right now with like with the UFO disclosure and then also at the same time this this push for elevated humanity, right? This this transhumanism. How are those two things in your mind correlated? Or are they correlated or they, those... they are. And it's very complicated. <laughs> and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves if you're no, doing no, this no, tomorrow, no. but I No, it's a great question. It's one of the most important questions. Um and See, we're, we're being we're being we're being forced to deal with a post-human paradigm on the horizon, right? So post-human, no longer human, yeah. and at the same time that we have to contemplate a world in which the human species is practically gone, we have to then also contemplate other non-human entities showing up. Those two things are happening right now. So we're headed for a, a situation on planet Earth where. Where the offspring of Adam are going to are going to be going extinct, basically, and non-human entities are showing up, and these two things they dovetail, and that's why I wrote a, a whole book about it because it's very complex, yeah. and um, it, there's no easy answer. There's no easy answer to how those things intersect, but they do, and, and, and it all has to do with our birthright. As the as we are all the sons and daughters of Adam and Eve, mm -hmm. and and we have been given dominion of the earth. And that's, you know, again, I'll be talking about all that tomorrow. Yeah. But that's, that's why I call the book Birthright, because it is our birthright. Dominion of planet earth is our birthright. And this has to do with the kingdom of heaven. And dominion in the kingdom of heaven, it's not, you know, it's not a light thing. This is our charge. We were created for two reasons, the human species. Biblically speaking, from the biblical perspective, we were created for two fundamental reasons. To, to fellowship for fellowship in the family of God, number one. And that's astounding Let's go. that the human species was created to fellowship with God in the family of God. Adam, remember, was a son of God. And so that's the first thing. And then the second thing, we were created to govern the earth. We are the vice regents of planet earth. And so, and our dominion is enforced by the armies of the kingdom, by the king. He enforces our dominion. As long as we remain human. Yeah. And we've talked about that a lot on our show. And this isn't, you know, one thing I've learned in doing this podcast is this isn't the first time 
humanity has been on the, the, the brink of going extinct. So, yeah. This is a repeat to, to some degree. To some degree, this is a repeat of the Genesis 6 affair that we're heading towards. Because yeah. humanity did lose, did lose dominion of the earth before. See, that's why it's so important to understand the, the Genesis 6 affair, because it was, it was during the, in the days of Jared when the watchers descended to the earth. See, the watchers came and they made a pact, I believe, with the offspring of Cain, with the sons of Cain. We will give you the technology and the knowledge that you're seeking, and in exchange, you give us your daughter's hands in marriage. Because in the ancient world, women didn't marry whoever they wanted. The fathers determined who the daughters married. And it was usually it was an exchange. It was often an exchange um, like a contract between two families. And so when the watchers descended, they didn't just come down. They didn't just descend into the plains of Lebanon and start throwing women over their shoulders. And, you know, just just I don't believe that that's what happened. I believe what happened was a transaction, a legal transaction. The watchers made a legal transaction with the sons of Adam. They had to, right? Like, because that's the rules. That's the rules. Yeah. The Game of Thrones has rules. There's an order. There's an implicit order in the universe. It's not chaos. It's order. And so that transaction, they were doing something that was, that was for all intents and purposes, a legal transaction. Mm. Give us your wife's hands in marriage with all the, the ceremony that would go along with that. We will teach you what you have been. What, remember the book of Enoch says what they were already striving to learn. So, they, so the watchers knew that the offspring of, of Adam, probably mainly the offspring of Cain in the line of Cain, were striving to learn certain technological things, were, 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 were desirous for certain knowledge, and the watchers offered them that knowledge for the exchange of their daughter's hands in marriage. So it was a legal transaction, and then what happens? But it was a Faustian bargain, see, because the, the, I don't believe that the offspring of Adam had any idea what was about to emerge from the wombs of their daughters. Which was, a, which was a hybrid race of beings that would usurp them on earth. In other words, beings that were human enough to claim the birthright of Adam, but happened to also be giants so that they could overthrow the human kings. I mean, it was really a genius plan by the Watchers, if you think about it, to you try and... You think they knew that was going to happen? I think, they, I think that was their intent. They wanted to be the gods of this world, and they... And they wanted to install their hybrid sons as the, as the kings and lords, and they would rule by proxy from behind the, the, the seat of their, of their offspring. And this is, of course, confirmed in, in the mythologies of different cultures all over the world. Yeah. You know, the offspring, the gods descend. Let's take, for example, the Greeks um, and the story of Atlantis. Poseidon, for his allotment among the gods, he had Atlantis, and he, he built up the island of Atlantis. He married a human woman. He gave birth to, to five sets of twins, so five, ten, ten twin sons, Atlas being the, the chief among them. And what did his ten twin sons do? They also happened to be giants. What did they do? They ruled over Atlantis and the Atlantean Empire as kings. So that right there is an allegory of, of what happened in the antediluvian world with the Watchers. Another topic we talk about a lot is, you know, you say dominion, but authority is another word that I've been thinking about a lot on our show is that like, you know, transhumanism is giving over your authority, right? So when, when do you cross over? I don't know. I mean, that, that's, that's a good question. Where is the dividing line between human and non-human? Yeah. Transhumanism is a transition. That's why it's, it's, it's 
the word transition is built into that transhuman. We're transitioning out of the human condition. And so where's the, where's the line? I don't know. There are genetic trademarks that make us human for sure. CR, and I'm going to be, again, talking about this tomorrow, but yeah. there are, there are um, our genome, the human genome is not larger and it's not more complex than other creatures. There are other creatures who have more chromosomes than, than human beings. However, the because a genome is information. It's, it's like digital information. So the information contained in the human genome creates a superior being with higher consciousness. So there's something encoded in the genome that, that gives rise to a human being in the human genome that gives rise to a, a thinking human being as opposed to an ape, right? So somewhere in that code, there is the seal. There's a seal in our genetic code, and it's, it's, and it's the image of God. And so there's, there are genetic trademarks that make us human, as opposed to something else, because we share a lot of our DNA with other animals, right, with other creatures. So, so there's got to be a suite of genetic trademarks that, that are unique to the human species. And when you start to screw with those, you start to fundamentally alter your humanity. Do you think that the people doing behind the scenes working on this technology, do you think they have knowledge of that? Or do you think it's sort of, they're kind of, a, they're just pushing the technology, you know, like, just further up the road because that's what we always do you know just we build on the next you know advancement so do you think that you know someone's behind the scene pulling the yeah, who's behind the curtain yeah well i think that i think that ultimately i mean the, the ultimate answer would be i believe that this person this this being that the ent- that the bible designates as the dragon is behind what's happening now probably very so like whispering into Elon's ear? It, it, would, it would be, a, it's an influence, an influencing force, in, influencing the general flow of where all of this is going. The dragon and his angels are influencing where all of this is going. Now, are there individuals who are in direct contact with the dragon? Of course, the dragon is, is that serpent of old, as, as John calls him in the book of Revelation, the devil. This, this being, by the way, and I always say this because it's true. He's never actually named in the in the scriptures, and, and people think, well, his name is Lucifer. It's not that's a misnomer, um, but he's never actually named. He's 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 like Voldemort from Harry Potter. It's 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 he who should not be named. It's this it's this nefarious character who who isn't even given the the uh, uh, the honor of of being named in the scriptures. But this this character, he's he's the chief among the rebels. And those apostate sons of God are here with us and have been since the beginning. And, of course, they are, they are and always have been manipulating the affairs of the world. And so there's, this, there's a general manipulation pushing mankind in this direction. Now, are there individuals who are in direct contact, let's say, with, with fallen angels? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, remember, there's there's rules of engagement in the kingdom. The devil can't go around and do whatever he wants. He is constrained. He is permitted. It's like Job. It's like he's it's the whole whole scene in Job. Precisely. He's permitted to do things. But but much of what happens on the earth is our fault. We govern the earth. And 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 even if you were to take the devil out of the scene, you know, take out all of the all of the demonic forces. 
men are still corrupt. Men's hearts are still corrupt. Men still reject God. Most men. I think it's interesting that, like, when you talk about this, that it, it is this. It's the same thing. It, it's it's the tree of knowledge, right? It's like you can do anything, but don't eat from this. And, and the allure of that knowledge is the same thing. It's the same deception that the watchers pulled, and it's the same thing we're seeing now with transhumanism. Yeah. Is you can be like God, exactly. Like you, yeah. That's I mean, right. That's exactly it's the tr- right. It's the, tr- it's the tree. Yeah. And, and it's on. And it's on. And there's. And there's two ways that this is happening. It's. It's. That, that correspond, that mirror what happened in the pre-flood world. Yes, it's that allure. You can be like the gods. More specifically, yeah. it's, it's going to become that's going to become relevant very soon. You you can be like the gods. The gods are real, and you can become like them. I call that apotheotheism. It's a new. It's the religion of the future. Apothe- apotheosis, which is the the deification of mankind, and theism, which is a belief in the gods. That's the religion of the future. It's not atheism. It's apotheo. Theism, that gods exist and you can become like them. And so that's that's one thing happening. You're absolutely right. There's it's that, the same temptation, right? It's like it's exactly the same it's, temptation. It's the allure of knowledge and of and of technology. Now and, and and then there may even already be a there there may have already been a transaction that's taken place, and that would be a transaction between certain non-human factions and human beings. And some of you might be Familiar with the create a contract that supposedly took place between between President Eisenhower and the gray aliens. Mm-hmm. People are familiar with the create a contract from, you know, sort of ufological lore. And uh, and it seems that the grays are seeking permission for the abduction program to abduct people. And that would make sense if we are the if we are the governors, the vice regents of the earth. And and uh, and I happen to think that uh, the Grieta contract it was did did in fact happen. And and as crazy as it sounds, you know, I've spoken to some of the 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 best ufologists out there. I'm, I'm friends with the people who I consider to be the best ufologists. Ufology is, is the study of UFOs. And for example, Richard Dolan is a good friend of mine, and 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 Richard believes that the Grieta contract absolutely happened. And and you know, these are very careful researchers. So we may be seeing right now both of those things happen, that, that allure for knowledge, this, that, that yeah. you shall be like the gods, but then at the same time, a transaction, a legal transaction transaction happening. And what are the greys giving us in return for our permission to allow them to abduct, abduct our people? Technology. Mm-hmm. So do you think, I mean, you call the sons of God the elder race, um, you know, like our older siblings. So they could eat from the tree of good and evil, and we couldn't. Right. Well, I think we need to. I I personally think that the Garden of Eden story is largely allegorical. Okay. I don't believe Eve talked to a snake, a talking snake. Yeah. I believe that the that that the that the Garden of Eden is representative of the of the family of God of the of the Father's house. Let's say. Um, I do believe Eden was a real place, but. Um, I believe that the, the the being that Eve interacted with in the garden was looked very much like us, was a member of the elder race, and the elder race is I I refer to this angelic faction as the elder race because they pre-existed mankind. I'll be talking about that mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah, sorry point. to get us ahead of ahead of schedule here. And uh, no, it's good <laughs> because this is all intertwined. So. You don't want it all now, Tim. All of it. <laughs> yes. So. so um, 
So I believe that uh, that yeah that Eve was interacting with with probably a very handsome young man, um, who who was uh, offering her the knowledge of basically the, the the knowledge of this of this of this older race that preexisted us who we we call them angels and among that faction there's of course the good guys and the bad guys there's and, and the good guys and the bad guys are differentiated by one thing loyalty allegiance. They're not, they don't look different from each other. It's, an, it's a matter of allegiance. The good guys are faithful to the king of heaven, and the bad guys are not. The bad guys are apostate sons. The good ones are faithful sons. And I ask all these questions and talk about this because specifically, you know, you, you think human beings were, it's almost like the hobbits in the Lord of the Rings story. We, were, we weren't supposed to have this advanced technology, and they keep pushing that on us. But it's almost like we weren't, we weren't supposed to have access to this this knowledge and this technology, and obviously transhumanism is going to come in the form of, of advanced tech. And there's something there's something there. There's a conversation there that, that I keep going back to and thinking about is that we were we were almost in this organic state and supposed to stay living there. in the Shire, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Just drinking ales and eating cheese. <laughs> the and now, feet, now they're yeah. trying to put. That sounds like the state I'm in right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're trying to put computer chips in our heads, you know. So. It's like this analogy we weren't supposed to have. It's going, the story of mankind is going full circle all the way back to the beginning. There's nothing new under the sun. Right. Yep. Everything that has, has been will be. Yeah. yeah. And so we, but but it's, it's very much... Uh, it, it, we're being beguiled. You see, as I said, we're being beguiled to sell our birthright for a bowl of stew. And, and it, it's only just begun. I mean... We're on the verge right now. We are on the verge right now of being able to, through gene therapy, which is, gene therapy simply is, you have the human genome, and mutated genes cause all kinds of problems, primarily cancer. And we're talking about that too tomorrow. So when you have a, a mutation in a gene, a deleterious mutation, a negative mutation in the gene, you get, you get a... You get a a genetic disorder, and so what? And so, gene therapy is you take you take the genome, you take that sequence that's not mutated, and you take it and you splice it in. You correct the sequence that's mutated in, in somebody else's genome. That's human to human gene therapy. Okay, and 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 w- without any other kind of of uh, bad intentions involved, without any other motives involved, except for to repair the human genome, there's, in my eyes, there's nothing wrong with that because you're taking information from the human genome and you're repairing a default, a, a defective gene, mm-hmm. right? A mutated gene. And we're going to be able, just doing that, we're going to be able to, to cure all kinds of diseases. We already know we can cure heart disease. We already know we can cure certain kinds of cancers this mm-hmm. way. And the technology is increasing exponentially. And, and but, but it's not, it's going to start with, Medical application. So it's going to start this the, the genetic engineering. It's going to start with medical applications. In other words, we're going to cure cancer. We're going to cure heart disease because the human genome is decaying. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. We are experiencing genetic degeneration. And so um, it will start human to human gene therapy, sequences from the human genome to patch mutated genes, but it won't stop there. It's going to move into medical application to enhancement. And that's a big shift. Medical application is let's cure this, let's cure that. Enhancement is, you know what? We could probably run faster. We could probably hold our breath a lot longer under the water. We could probably 
you know, we can probably increase the capacity of the cerebral cortex if we screw with these genes. But then what happens is now, in order to do those things, you now have to go outside of the human genome. And you have to start grabbing sequences from other creatures and splicing them into the human genome. That's where you start to cross the line. And that's where this is going to go really, really fast. There's a, there is a, a, an, an emerging enhancement market coming. It is coming. And our kids are going to see it. And that enhancement market is going to be, there's going to be a genetic enhancement market. So there's going to be a suite of genetic products that you will be able to, to I don't know how it's going to be, if it's going to be pills or, or what it's going to yeah. be, but, but your, or blood transfusions, who knows. But there will be, a, there will be genetic products, and then there's going to be, there's going to be biotech pro, pro products. Like there's going to be nanotech products, and then there's going to be like the, the, the chips and things, the, the, the cybernetic technologies that are going. So when you combine all of this together, you, you are going to be able, you're going to have a world inhabited by, by Spider-Man. Cyborg chimeric monsters, exactly. That's exactly right. Well, so you thought there was a lot of Spider-Man movies, but. Yeah. I mean, aren't they trying to do this already in the military-industrial <laughs> complex? They're oh, trying yeah. to build the super soldiers. And, Definitely. I mean, this, this goes back to Hitler. He was trying to build super soldiers. He, he had the technology, though, the right? technology, but now, you know, and this is back in 2007, I think, the, the government, the military-industrial complex, DARPA, was experimenting with what's, what's called HACS, human artificial chromosomes. And I put, it, I put the reference in my book. And this is really amazing. Why? Because... The problem with CRISPR-Cas9 technology, CRISPR-Cas9 uses, a, I believe it uses um, the capability of a bacteria or something, and, and you can go and you can make little snips in DNA. Mm -hmm. So you can make small changes into DNA. That's CRISPR-Cas9. It's very accurate, but it's, it's limited. So what, the, what, the, what DARPA was looking to do was, how do we change large segments of DNA? Because CRISPR-Cas9 is good to, to, to look, make little modifications. But how do we do a wholesale redesign of the genome, the human genome? Because DARPA isn't interested in upgrading, you know, enhancing dogs. They're, in, they're interested in enhancing soldiers. Right. And so what they, what they came up with was, well, why don't we just create an artificial chromosome? And that way, it, it, this artificial chromosome becomes a platform, right, that we can then modify large segments of DNA at a time and, 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 do, and affect major dramatic changes in, in human capabilities, right? Mm -hmm. That was like in 2007. You think they quit? You think they stopped doing that? Yeah. There's no way. The Chinese are already light years ahead of us because they don't have as many restrictions. And well, who knows what's happening in a deep underground military base? Yeah. So. Well, we talk about that a lot on our show, that there's these chimerical creatures of ancient history, right? So we already know what happened. At one point, that's right. At least we have a history of it, and we talk about all the weird stuff that people see on our show all the time. The weird creatures, you know, that some people think that's what Bigfoot is. He's like this blend of these two things. So, I mean, the technology. I guess it's interesting to think like it's coming in the form of uh, test tubes now, whereas in ancient history, I don't. I, we always speculate: how did they do it? How did they create the satyrs and the fawns and all the weird creatures that were supposedly like two species put together? But I mean, that's what's coming. And they're going to do that to humanity. Um, why do you think it's coming in that? It, it, like, it's going to be sold to us as a good thing. Well, it's going to be hard to convince people that it's a bad thing when they get to live 50 years longer. Yeah. When you can cure 
It's going to be hard. This is not cut and dry stuff. If you if you've got a kid that you know your five year old boy has some kind of terminal cancer, and there's some kind of a gene therapy that will cure him, right? And in the beginning, in the beginning, those gene therapies, as I said, are going to be human to human. So I'm okay with repairing the human genome with human information. That's fine. Stem cell, like stem cell therapy. That well, specifically um, 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 uh, the the. Gene therapy. So, if you, like I said, if you take a sequence from the, let's say it's a sequence from Adam's genome and you repair a mutated gene, then you're just resetting that gene to what it was supposed yeah. to be. Okay. And that's where, that's where it's going to start. And that's where it is right now. But, it, but as I said, it's going to move from the medical to the enhancement industry. And that enhancement industry, it's right there. It's, it's, it's being developed right now. And, you know, designer babies, for example. We are going to see designer babies very soon. Um, I mean, and as everybody knows, the, the COVID vaccine was a gene therapy. It was a, it's a gene therapy. It's mRNA, yeah. it's, that's right. And so, and so we're already being conditioned to screw around with the genome. Mm-hmm. And, and that was to get rid of a relatively mild uh, pathogen, a, rel- a relatively mild virus. Now, what about cancer? What about cancer? You know, over 600,000 600, Americans die every year of cancer. So, so you can see that, that the COVID vaccine is like, it, it opened the gate. It opened the gate. And now nothing will stop the deluge of genetic medical applications and products that are coming. They're coming. And, so, and then right behind that is the nanotech. The nanotech's coming. And then, you know, behind that is Neuralink. And, and, uh, and then the cybernetics. Well, Neuralink is kind of a cybernetic. But then all the other cybernetic um, technologies that are coming. And, those are, and all of this is developing simultaneously. And that's why they call this the hybrid age, because all of these technologies are beginning to hybridize with one another. They're beginning, it's a, like a confluence of rivers. They're coming together. We, we've talked to people on our show about, about some of this, including you, but... Do you think this is how they deliver the mark of the beast? Like we were talking about prophecy at this, at this yeah. place as well. Do you think this? And we've talked to people that say, and I can't remember if it was you or not, but definitely some of our other guests who were saying, "Oh, it's going to be a genetic mark. Like they're going to utilize this technology to, from your standpoint, remove those things and make us human in order to usurp. But also there'll be this influx. There'll be some genetic marking that gets put into our DNA that, and that is the." you know, the mark of the beast that we've seen in Revelation. The, the technology, I think it's definitely going to have something to do with our DNA. Although I, I think we're going to be far down this path um, when something else happens. And that something else is the, is the revealing of Apollo, the son of perdition, who I believe is the Antichrist. And I believe that, that, that the final element, the, the last piece of the puzzle for our transition into this post-human condition is going to be literally information from his genome into ours. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be um, some kind of an upgrade from them, the hybrids. Because I believe, if you've read my book, you know I believe that, that, that the Antichrist is going to be literally the human hybrid son of the dragon. And, and I believe that the dragon and his angels are going to, to, to produce offspring, hybrid offspring, at the end of the age. And why do they do it at the end of the age? They're going to do it when they know their time is running out. 
It was a Hail Mary. Exactly, yeah. because they know when they cross that line, when that happens, the king is coming. So, the armies of heaven are on their way when that happens. One thing we talk a lot about is sort of like, I don't know if it's kind of complex, but if the spread of the Holy Spirit kind of changed the world, right? And then there were more Christians and and, and it was harder for the darkness to sort of, uh, I don't know, rally the troops and take over. So do you think that could be part of it that, you know, as more and more people convert over, it's almost like giving the darkness a little more of a foothold. Convert over to post-humanism? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's like, it's harder for them to, to pull off what they're trying to pull off. If, if there's a lot of Christians that's running exactly, around. Well, it's not even just Christians, it's just humans. Yeah, what yeah, happens, yeah. so so if the offspring of Adam, we inherit his birthright. It's sure. not, the birthright of Adam is not merited. It's inherited. The good, bad, and the ugly, doesn't matter. It's inherited through his genome. Yeah. So what happens when we lose the birthright of Adam? Someone's going to take over. Hell, all hell breaks yeah. loose on planet Earth. That's what happens. Yeah. Because that, that's going to be usurped. And, and, um, and that's why, you know, at the end of the age, you know, and it, 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 it's, a, it's a verse that's always baffled me. In Revelation, when, you know, you have the scene in heaven where you have um, John is up in, in this vision. and He's in heaven and he sees the father sitting on the throne. And an angel declares, who is worthy? And the father has a, a, a scroll in his hand. And the angel declares, who is worthy to take the scroll and break the seals? And nobody was found worthy in heaven or on earth. And John wept. And I always thought, why? Why is he crying over this scroll? Is anybody, has anybody ever thought that? Why is he weeping over a scroll? Because that's the deed of the earth. That's why he's weeping over it. And nobody is worthy to take it because humanity is in a post-human condition on planet Earth. They've lost the birthright of Adam. But even if every human being becomes post-human and there are no more human beings left on the Earth, there is still a son of man seated at the right hand of the Father. And... Uh, <laughs> It's just, uh, I mean, it, it just hits me in the face every time I think about it because, because he is worthy to take the seal, to take the scroll and break its seals because he is a son of Adam. And as a son of Adam, he has all authority on earth. As a son of God, he has all authority in heaven. As a son of Adam, he has all authority on earth. Yeah. Think about it. There's no more human beings left on earth, but there's a man seated at the right hand of the Father. And he takes the scroll and he opens the seals, and those break the breaking of those seals is judgment on the empire of the beast. Each one, it's judgment. It's and, and what happens following that? He returns. Son of God returns to the earth. Jesus returns with the armies of heaven in train to to occupy the throne of Adam and take back the earth for the offspring of Adam. That's what he's doing at the end of the age. Take us to church. Right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's complicated. I mean, and I think that the idea of, of you know, having authority is something that I don't think a lot of people understand. It's almost like, you know, we're all heirs to this kingdom and we're little kids. That's right. And we don't realize... It's exactly the way it is. 
we, we have one day we could rule this place, but right now we're you know someone's well, trying to take care to. of us. You know, we're supposed to be. See, we we were we were commissioned to govern the earth. We're supposed to be governing the earth, the human race, according to the kingdom of heaven, according to the, the will of the king. That's what we were supposed to be doing here. And but because we became corrupted through sin. That's why we have all these problems. Everybody wants to blame God for all the problems. All the atheists out there, like the late Christopher Hitchens and all of these, yeah. Richard Dawkins and all these guys, they want to blame God for, the, for all of the woes on planet Earth. Well, God is so loving, then why this and why that? It's not about God, it's about us. We're the problem. Yeah. We, we were given dominion of the Earth. This is, this is our bad governance that has caused all of this. Yes. And, uh, and that gets rectified when the Son of God, the second Adam, See, the first Adam screwed this place up, but the second Adam is going to fix it. He's going to govern perfectly according to the will of the Father. He's going to do what the first Adam could not do. Yeah, it's like you have to wake up and the responsibility is on you. And I think that's the difficult thing because we all look around. Who's going to, who's going to make, fix this mess? Who's going to clean it up? Yeah. That's right. It's us. You know, It's personal responsibility, which is hard for a lot of people. And that's what the Bible says when the righteous... Uh, when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, yeah. the people mourn. Exactly, there's good kings and bad kings. That's right. And so you, you, that's why you know you're, the governments of the earth. Government is ordained by God. Government is ordained by God, according to Paul. And remember when Paul wrote those words, uh, that government was the Roman Empire. Right. So and 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 so government was ordained by God, but but not bad government. We were supposed to rule according to the. To the precepts of the kingdom of heaven, and um, and, we, and we blew it, you know. And so you, you get you get good men and you get bad men. And so when we get good men in power, things go well. When we get evil men in power, things don't go well. Mm-hmm. They do not. Yeah. Well, that's a way to start the conference. Then. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we still got uh, seven minutes. Seven minutes. Okay. Oh, I was given the. Uh... Well, we. Yeah. Are we good? Are we still good? <laughs> yeah. hey, if you listen to our podcast at all, you know that Tim and Nate and I go, it, and my wife knows as well, uh, it could be hours. three hours, yeah. four hours. So I, love you know, I don't know how do we, doing a short one, it seems really foreign. Um, yeah. I was just thinking about like, <laughs> the most interesting thing to me is just like the conversation about the technology itself. You know, that there are craft that have, you know, they come out, they they come in shapes that look like something that we would make. You're going to open that can with one minute left? No, no, no. <laughs> not one minute left. But, you know. You have to pass the baton. Right. Somebody else can pick that one up. We'll be continuing this conversation in the lobby. Yeah, right? We yeah. will be. But uh, we, talk a lot of, we talked about that this week is what I'm saying. It's like we talked about UFOs and stuff. So I'm excited for the conference. I'm excited for you getting into all these topics. And we're pumped to be here. Um, thanks for uh, just coming on our show all the time. And like, I think uh, we could pitch the... Uh, Go to birthrightconference.com again if you want to get the video. Support Tim. Um, you've been super kind to us. You've come yeah. on our show many times and yeah, you've spent hours fun. with us. And You uh, guys do a great job. Just, yeah. We just feel like a couple of dummies asking questions. I love, the, I love the 80s theme. I love the 80s, the memes. Oh, we're all kids. I'm in it for the memes. We're kids of the 80s. <laughs> Good, because that's all I know how to do. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Tim. And, yeah, thank uh, you. Thanks, thanks for having us here. Thanks for coming. Pleasure. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It's a wrap. Hello, guys. Folks, the Birthright Conference was an extraordinary event. 
We filmed over six hours of content, including presentations from myself, Joe Allen, Gary Haven, and Mancow Muller, covering a variety of topics, such as theological perspectives on angels and how they relate to extraterrestrials, transhumanism and the post-human paradigm, UFOs and alien abduction, and the dehumanization and depopulation agenda of the globalist elite. The conference is now available for purchase in DVD, digital download, and long-term rental formats. Go to birthrightconference.com to secure your copy today.